Hi, from professional migrant women, we are Catalina, Tyler, Lorena, and you are listening to the Undefeated Podcast. Everyone involved in this podcast would like to acknowledge that these stories were told and shared on unceded land. We pay our respects to the many traditional custodians of the land on which we are fortunate to live, love, work, and thrive. This is the podcast that unfolds the stories from migrant women who, against all odds, overcame the challenges and barriers of living in a foreign land. We hope the story you're hearing today inspires you to continue to show up, take space, and embrace who you are. From the Undefeated Podcast, I am Catalina Neira. Today's story is about all the emotions you could experience when you first arrive in a new country. Join us for a friendly, warm, and open-hearted conversation around loneliness, self-reflection, resilience, and self-love. The story is called What Did You Do? It is both written and read by Lina Orozco. Lina, the mic is yours. What did you do? By Lina Orozco Munera. The driver left me at a small unit house in what seemed to be the middle of nowhere. Nowhere near that vibrant city or trendy cafes of the busy Melbourne I just drove past. It was a gray and cloudy afternoon in July. The streets were empty on this side of town and the trees were mostly naked. So, this is what loneliness looks like, I thought. I took a few minutes to breathe in the moment and look at my surroundings before heading to the open door waiting for me. As soon as I entered the tiny, dark, cluttered house, which was to be my home for my first year in Australia, my heart sank. What did you do? My mom kept anxiously asking in an interminable loop as I avoided looking at the walls, tangled noisily with unfamiliar objects of all size and shapes. I kept my head down, barely keeping it together barely listening to whatever my hostess was saying. Not the glamorous and warm welcome I was hoping for. I could feel the tears welling up. My new room was dark, empty, and incredibly cold. So cold. No one really tells you Australia is cold, do they? It was the middle of winter and I was in the thick of it. I mean, seriously, mate. What happened to the warm breeze and caramel skin sponsored by Aussie surfers on a sunny beach? as picturing touristy postcards. Mm, maybe this was not a good idea after all. I dangerously pondered to myself. I didn't fully unpack for several months. I wasn't ready to lay my whole life here just yet. If I did that, it would be the final confirmation that I was long gone from home. I remember the feeling of not wanting to wake up, of not daring my eyes to open to the stark reality that didn't align with the warm fantasies I was feeding to my head. Loneliness hits differently in the cold, or that was what I told myself anyway. I mean, loneliness had visited me before, but had never truly lingered that much in the past. It tasted different this time, heavier, and painfully conclusive even. What did you do? I heard my man ask yet again. I sighed as I forced myself out of bed, yet again. Well, I don't know, I finally whisper out loud, but there's only one way to find out, by unpacking. 
It turned out that loneliness didn't linger that long. We even became friends, eventually. And we still meet from time to time. It's funny how life works. I found my strength and identity in the direst and loneliest of times, in a strange land with no family or friends around. But that's another story. Lina is Colombian. She came to Melbourne by herself in 2018 to do her master's. Lina works in communications, helping advance women's rights and safety. She's also the artist in charge of the undefeated book cover and the marketing strategies behind the PMW community brand. Welcome to the Undefeated Podcast, Lina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for giving me the space to talk a little bit more about my story and unpack a little bit more. Amazing. So let's kick off. How did you arrive in Australia? Please tell us about your decision to leave Colombia. Yeah, I'll try to make that short. I was at a point in my life where I wanted to progress in my career and I wanted to change industries. I was working in a market in marketing in a private corporation back in Colombia. I'm from Colombia. It was an auditing company. And I, I, I just realized that I, I was not loving my my job. I was not loving, you know, working at marketing and working in tax returns and ca- accounting. Like that's just not my passion. It was really hard for me to enjoy it. And when I started to look for a job, I only find jobs like in similar organizations. And in Colombia, it's really important to have a postgraduate degree. So in every, every interview, they were asking me if I was thinking about, you know, doing a master's or a diploma. And this is something I always wanted to do. But then I I really started to think about it at that point and, and thought like, okay, this is going to be like my ticket also to change course in my career. I wanted to focus more on communication side of things. And I definitely wanted to change of industry. Like sometimes, especially in my home country, when you have certain amount of experience in an industry, it's really hard to change. So I started to look out for, you know, masters in communications and realized that in my country, the ones that I founded at that time were a little bit too focused for like organizational internal communications. And I wanted a broader kind of perspective, a more global perspective. And and I always wanted to live overseas. I had this short experience while at uni. I had an exchange in Spain and I loved it. I loved it. And since then, I'm, I'm always been craving, you know, to uh, have that experience again. So I started to look for master's in an English speaking country because I wanted to improve my English. And then I decided on Australia because um, I was lucky enough to be able to work and study at the same time, which was something really important for me because I had loan to pay my master's, but I, I didn't have money to support myself. So I decided to come here because of that advantage. And yeah, that's why I decided to come to Australia. That's a great starting point to this story. Thanks, Lina, for sharing that with us. And so in your story, you talk about loneliness. I'm keen to understand how did you learn to face the feeling of loneliness? 
That's a funny question for me because I think, I don't know if you ever learn, you know, to face it, right. just like get comfortable with it. Like that's my experience at least. I don't feel like I've learned to be lonely, to be honest, but I have learned to come to terms with it. I talk about in my story about when I came here, the loneliness you feel as, you know, as a migrant in a new country that, you know, you have never been. I came here by myself, so I didn't know anyone. I had to really like work to get out of my comfort zone and meet people because um, I used to be a really shy person. I'm still are quite shy, but not that shy as before. And just like that kind of feeling of not feeling that you belong, that you're kind of a tourist. Like I felt like a tourist for like three years, I think. Just like yeah, it's a common, common feeling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You know, you don't, you don't know the city you're in, you know, you don't understand like what are the cool places. Like I, I remember that I chose where to live even before coming to Australia. It was like this organization that gives you accommodation, like with a family. Mm -hmm. I, I ended up not with a family, but uh, with a women is the one that in, in, in my story. Uh, and they try to, you know, put you closer to the uni that you were. And I did my master's in Monash University. So it was near Caulfield. So I ended up in Ormond, which is a really, really small neighborhood um, here in Australia, yep. in, in Melbourne. There's not many things to do there. There's not I know. many cafes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah, for the, for the listeners. So Monash University is located in the east part of the city. And it's a little bit far away from most of the attractions or the city or all the things that you could see when they are offering you to study at that university. It is a great university, <laughs> but it is far. So you get there and you are like, okay, that's it. I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm studying here. So you need to face it. Yeah. Like for me, it was super funny because, you know, I got in the car. I've never been to Melbourne before. Right. And I'm in the car, like watching all this amazing city because you come across like the, there's a lot of bridges coming from the airport that come across the city and you see these tall buildings, really gorgeous. And then like the neighborhoods near the CBD, as we call it, are like really buzzing with cafes and people walking and families and dogs. But as you, as you get farther and farther and farther, like it gets like lonelier and lonelier and you don't see as many people and as many cafes. And I and I didn't even know where I was going. I just felt like, oh my God, this is where where am I getting? <laughs> like where where did I choose to live? I don't know. Even like, you know, I didn't exactly. and even before here I came and I saw like the Google map, but I don't know, like in the Google map, it didn't look as far. I said, like, oh, this is okay, it's but okay. I didn't realize it was, oh my God, this is really far away. Yeah. Australian distance are really, really like long if you compare with other countries. And I think as we are from, I don't know, both of us are from Colombia. And in Colombia, you're used to see people in the streets, right? There is always something happening. Yeah. There are jobs, humans, literally. And then when you, when the first time that you are here in Melbourne and then you are in a suburb far away from the city, you don't see anyone. It's like no people. The streets are completely empty. And so that feeling actually is like where I am, like what I have done. <laughs> exactly that was exactly my and that's the title of my story like what have you done I was like 
but sorry that's all right <laughs> okay so you said that you it's not like you have learned how to face that feeling is that you came into terms with that feeling right is you you know how to deal with it and you are not scared of it anymore yeah that's exactly right I think that I had two like really hard moments so the first one was when I arrived that you feel like really vulnerable and lost like a child again like oh my god like this is you now and you have to do everything and you know challenge and challenge the world and be an adult like an actual adult like no one's gonna there to you know pick you up if you're down or if you cannot work that week tell you that's fine you can say like no I had it you had to do stuff because nobody's gonna do it for you and then during COVID in the lockdowns here in Melbourne that were pretty harsh for me Mm -hmm. and that was the second time that I really felt lonely here in Australia but it was not that I was feeling lonely because I like in Australia I was lonely because I didn't have my support systems that I was already accustomed to it I didn't have like my friends who I had relationship for years with them I didn't have like those common places that I've grown with and that I've known and that I have like stories you know so it was really overwhelming at Mm -hmm. that time because you feel like like I don't know like if it's like a bubble you know and it's just taking all the space and it's kind of suffocating yeah it was a suffocating and 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 the problem with that is that you get so scared and a little bit paranoid that you start became uh, becoming really needy yeah so I remember that my first uh, few months here in Australia, I felt like I need to make connections. I need to make friends up to the point that, you know, I will meet someone and I'll say, hey, do you want to have a coffee? Can I add you on, the, on your on Facebook? Can we keep talking? But I was like full on, which can intimidate and maybe, you know, even scare people. But I was like so alone and craving for connection that I came like really needy and but 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 it was it was like running and the problem with that it was that I was not trying to get the person to know but I was just trying to get away from my loneliness you know what I mean that's an interesting point at least from a positive perspective you were making the effort to connect with people but sometimes if that is too I guess if you get too pushy on that you will get the opposite effect And so that's what is hard, right? Like you are an adult, you are in another country, you you need those connections, you want to get to know people, but then you need to be also careful in the way that you approach others, not only because uh, most of them are not Latinos, they are also from other backgrounds. And so sometimes we can come across as too much. That is right. That is right. And I also wasn't, doing it for the right things you know like I was wanted connection but I was not looking for that connection I was just running away from loneliness which you know that's I was not in a good place to do that and that kept like feeding this the circle of of that loneliness of that struggling to get up to you know to unpack the suitcase to 
yeah. to, to work, to go to study, because I, I felt like I didn't have the connections. And I was like, I was not here, but I was on my phone all the time talking with my family and my friends and reminiscing about like my time there. So I was not there, but I was not here, you know, like mm-hmm. I was not being able to experience the city that was here for me to to explore and and yeah and experience because I was so lonely that I was trying to go to those places that I thought like that in the past were comforting for me but those places were back in my home country and the only way that I could connect with them was through you know the phone so I was constantly on my phone and of course with the change of time it was really difficult so when I was not on the phone like it was like a withdrawal symptom like I was like oh no I need to to go to sleep fast so I can wake up and then I can speak with my friends again so it was like a really really harmful and painful cycle at the beginning yeah and so what made you decide to finally unpack well from my own experience, I've learned, you know, that it's okay when you're not happy in a situation and you're not comfortable. It's okay to, you know, feel it, like feel those feelings and, you know, cry, be angry. But if the situation persists and you can do something about it, it's up to you to do it because the circumstances are not going to change unless you change them. So, when I like I was like in that state that I told you like for about three four months up to the point that I said like if I want this situation to change I have to change my attitude and I have to change the way I'm approaching things and one and the first step to do that is accepting that I'm here in Australia and I'm not in Colombia anymore you know like I I have friends and family that love me but I'm not there I'm here and I need to leave my life here because I have a goal which is finishing my master's at that time so that's when I decided that like okay what it was enough kind of and so the first step for me to really be here in Australia was actually unpacking because I like I didn't like I was still like you know with the suitcase ready to go at any moment yeah and it, it gives you like that sense but when you have everything laid out it's like you visually is like, no, you're here, you this have a commitment real. and you have, to, yeah, exactly. Great. So you mentioned that you have found your strength and identity in the direst and loneliness of times in a strange land with no family or friends around. I would like to unpack those words more. Could you explain the process of developing a sense of inner strength and becoming more comfortable with who you are? at that time I guess that my process of inner strength actually began when I decided to come to Australia it was not when I was here it was the moment that uh you know I realized that I wanted to grow professionally that I wanted to be independent that I want um, a freedom that I what haven't like found back in my home country and I knew it was gonna be hard So once I decided, like, you know, this is not like the life that I was living. This is not the life that I want to live for me. Like, it's time for me to grow up. That's when I started to to start, you know, my my process of inner strength, because just taking that decision of, you know, going to a country at the other side of the world, literally knowing no one 
with a second language, different culture, not being there never. I think that that takes a lot of guts and, and actually courage, uh, especially uh, from someone with a background like mine. Like Latin, we're really, really close to our family. And I was the youngest. So I was the pamper and spoiled little princess. So for me to actually take that step was huge and was a sign that I was already starting to develop a strength, an inner strength, as as you mentioned. But of course, like it it, it is like a, a hero journey. Like you think you make the decision and everything's gonna just flow seamlessly and without challenge. And it's not like that. You came here and as soon as I stepped into the ground here in Australia, I, I kind of realized the weight of my decision. I was like, oh my God. And that's why like, what did you done? Like you're here by yourself trying to, I don't know, find a purpose in life. You don't know if doing this master will lead you to anything, but here you are. And that's kind of empowering, you know, even though it was really hard the first few months being away and struggling with loneliness and mental health. It was kind of empowering knowing that, you know, like I can find security in myself. Like I can count on myself to do things. Like I found a job three weeks in, in a, in a cafe nearby and I've never worked in a cafe before you know, as a waitress. That was my first job as a waitress. And that was quite empowering. Like, I remember when I got my first job, I was actually super excited. I was like, oh my God, like, I cannot believe, you know? And then organizing my work schedule with my uni, doing all these assignments in a uni, in communications, you have to do all these essays, which I was really intimidated, like, because in a second language, it can be really hard. Like, Spanish is completely different as in English, and you have to put all of these resources and really study and seeing that, you know, I got good grades, that I was like doing all of this stuff that I never thought I would do it was slowly building rocks and building my strength and up to the point that, you know, that I finally was able to stand by myself. But I, I learned that you cannot do that all by yourself. Like it is really important that you do it for yourself. But I finally started to feel comfortable was when I was feeling confidence about myself and my skills and that I could do stuff that I thought I had to depend on others and a community, someone you can rely to, someone can, you that can support you through that journey. Amazing. Thanks, Lena. And so that takes us to the last couple of questions that we have prepared for you. What will be the advice to other migrant women coming to Australia? I think for me, it's like I want to give two pieces of advice. One is speak up. So when I came here, I was struggling a lot mentally, emotionally, but I didn't want to, you know, scare my family. So I wouldn't say anything to them. And I didn't have anyone really to talk about about it here in Australia because I didn't know anyone and that actually like gave a toll on me like it was actually worse that I didn't talk about it uh, there are a lot of uh, services and systems into place to support you but I know that it can be a little bit overwhelming but also don't be scared to speak to your family if you're close to them like 
they will know yep. like my my dad will tell me like I, I knew you were not right because I could I just I could feel it in your voice that you cannot hide that from us but if you don't want to talk about it like they couldn't like force me either and even talking about it with your family and telling like this is actually hard I'm having a hard time I'm missing you can be like liberating you know you don't have to be this yep. strong persona all the time like yep. they know it's hard and find your community find your community and don't don't stress if you don't find it straight away it took me two years to find my community and I know like maybe that's discouraging but I'm just saying like keep going keep going because you'll find it and then you can share all your journey and you'll realize that you're not alone I love that Lena and I could spend the whole day talking to you about this journey because this is what we do in our community, in professional migrant women community. We just unpack all these feelings in a safe space where we feel that our emotions are valid. And so you can start making those friendships that hopefully will last forever. So three words that defines you, Lena, after your migration to Australia. I think um, courage, freedom, and joy. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your words with us and your story, Lena. It's been an amazing time getting to know you more. And so I will see you next time. Oh, no, thank you for having me and giving me the space to share my story. Amazing. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Undefeated Podcast with your host, Taylor, Catalina, Lorena. We hope this podcast somehow provides you with the guidance and the courage that you are looking for at any point in your migrant journey. We have included some links in the show notes that we hope may be useful if you are facing any type of hardship or if you would like to connect with the wider community. That's it for today. Stay tuned for our next episode. Music by Naela Music, edited by Catalina Neira, Taylor Tran, Lorena Duranton, graphic design by Lina Orozco.